powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more. It's bananas. You can play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds that you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code at the bottom of the screen, or head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Hey everyone, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. I am your host, Canuck Clay, Clay Emo, and we are talking after yet another Vancouver Canucks victory. This was 3-1 in Dallas, I tweeted out if the Canucks could only play the Sharks, the Stars, the Kings, and the Ducks all the time, we would be 82-0, President's Trophy, Stanley Cup guaranteed, but not always the case. So I have a great friend here to break it all down. I actually just appeared on his show earlier this week, but that was before the John Garrett news and before this game, obviously. And I've had him on once before. I'm thrilled to have him once again. So everyone, please welcome... My good friend, all the way from the interior, beautiful Kelowna, Mr. Ryan Hank. Ryan, welcome, and thanks for joining me once again. Uh, my absolute pleasure, and I feel terrible because I'm i going to get your last name right at some point in my life, and I realize on our show that I said Emu, and you could have just correct me. You could have been... Nah. So it's all right. I, uh, I think apologize. of think of Nemo, like finding Emo, finding Emo. There you go. Yeah, and you asked me how to do my last name, and maybe that was a hint <laughs> before we started that uh, you're like, hey, just deep down, it's like Inception. Like we got to go like six levels to figure this out. Turns out like I had a problem childhood or something like that, and I just needed to remember like that movie one time, and maybe I wasn't paying attention in the movie, so I apologize. Oh man, I'm just thrilled. Happy that- to be here. I'm just thrilled that you're here with me. Thank you. So before we get going, before we break down this game and talk about this team that keeps winning, where can everyone find you and your good work, Ryan? Uh, Kelowna, first of all. If uh, you happen to drop by Kelowna, I, that's where I live. <laughs> but uh, you can check all my stuff out at the PP1 podcast would be our Twitter account. We're on Cryer Media, Cryer.co online. We, we All of our blogging, all of our clips, podcasts, you name it, it's on there. That's that's our our network home, and uh, you guys have seen me on always ninety four, always nine zero f o u r. But I shouldn't I shouldn't just talk about me. I am a representative of the PP One podcast. My good friend Ted, we're just uh, he finally joined our group chat uh, for the first time in feels like two months. He awesome. doesn't join too often, so we have to uh, break him on that sometimes. So I just joked he got a bad for most comments in a month. So which for him for which is like four. So Ted's doing well. He's again, he's recovering from heart surgery, but he says to say hi to you, Clay, and that he loves your show. You do a great job. And I said, of course he does. That's 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 why he's connect Clay. So well, I appreciate anyway, it. Ted's well. good. So he, he's he's doing well. I'm doing well. Thank Canucks you. Are doing well. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I know uh, you are not bacheloring it. Your wife and your one of your kids is away, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I am sitting currently in the den. I mean, I probably would be sitting here in my den regardless if uh, they were here anyway. So the fact that I am actually just sitting here with a map of Australia behind me. Yeah. How are you doing? Um, yeah, just... they're, they're out speed skating nationals out in Saskatoon. Awesome. Gotta love Saskatoon. You don't have to, but this weekend we do. Yeah. 
And how's she so doing? It's on YouTube. She's doing good. She's doing good. Uh, she's basically came in 15th out of 20th to start. So just snuck in from provincials and good. she's up to about 10th right now, which is again, beyond impressive for her first time ever. She's 12 folks. So awesome. she's, I, I'm the least talented athlete in our house. Which I'm totally fine with. So tomorrow's another big day, a few long distances. She has a chance to medal in a few uh, distances. So very excited for her. It's a big weekend in our household, and I mean it's kind of nice. We plan our our day around our YouTube sessions. It feels like right now. So Canucks game fit in well because her day was over, and I got to go right into the Canucks game. So yeah, awesome. things are going well. Things are going well with us. And as we talked about before, um, we're both. Yeah, we're we're in the same boat. Our, all of our kids are much better athletes than we are, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've never seen you bowl though, Clay. So, well, if you, you all you're posting from your sons, and I, I feel like maybe you are actually pretty decent. You're just kind of keeping that on all the right. down low. Well, next time I'm up there, uh, me and you at McCurdy, let's do it. Absolutely, I I'd be more than happy. Do you use bumpers? <laughs> no, I haven't used those. Full time. disclosure, I might. I might need bumpers if you're cool with that. Okay. I hear it's free regardless. So. <laughs> hey, man, anything to, to, to make you more comfortable? Uh, speaking of comfortable, Appreciate the Canucks, that. comfortable under Rick Tockett. They're like six games or something over 500 in the 26 games uh, that he's been here. Um, yeah, I, I'll say this, Ryan. This is kind of bad, but I I see people constantly over and over saying, uh, complaining about why they're winning now. And I get that about two weeks ago when we were three weeks ago, when we were actually, and we talked about this in your show when they're in like yeah. fifth or sixth. But now I, I think we should all get over the fact that they're simply not as bad as some of these, not, not Dallas, of course, but some of these other teams that are way below us. There's no way we're going to be anywhere close to them. Are we? No. Who cares if they're winning now? Like let's yes, I get it. I get it. And we talked about this before. Yep. I get it. No more Bedard. Let's get over that. It's clear that's not happening. Let's move on. We we tend to dwell on things for way, way too long in this fan base. And yes, they are done in the Bedard sweepstakes. Let's move on. They're winning. How about, hear me out, folks. Hear me out. How about if they're winning and they have things to build on for next year that are, again, pause for, pause for effect, they're... They're winning and things turn better and they can maybe make some moves in the offseason. I'm a little skeptical there. Maybe this team could be okay. Maybe there's a chance. And I was mentioning this before we started Scott Rintoul's Unreal West Coast Express podcast series, I think might be rubbing off a little bit too much on me right now because <laughs> I just get this glow feeling that maybe there's more to this season then we realize, and maybe I'm a little bit, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, starts with the P. I'm looking for the word here. I can't figure it out. Oh. Maybe we're, maybe there's something to be to be had here for next season, and maybe they turn this corner. We have Demko. Yeah, they have Elias Pettersson. They've got Quinn Hughes. Phil Peronic is there. Oh, I like that They've guy. Got Kuzmenko yeah. lighting the lamp feels like every game. Dakota Joshua and and Sheldon Dre's and and Neil's a man and I'm butchering all these last names. Yeah, you went three two for <laughs> Who cares? They're not gonna. They're not listening. They're to not me. listening. No. There are there are positive things to be taken from this final stretch of this season. And yeah, we're not gonna have the draft pick we wanted. Yeah, I get it. We all get it. Let's move on. Let's enjoy this. 
because heaven forbid the Canucks actually do something right, and we're going to complain about that too. <laughs> so, Ryan, I love it, man. That's not the only reason why I brought you on here, but hold on to that positivity for the second segment. Let's break down this game relatively quickly. There's not a lot to talk about. It was just a workmanlike game for the Canucks. So Ryan Suter actually opens the scoring. I can't believe he's still playing. Uh, I'm probably I thought that too tonight, and I started remembering – Where's Zach Parise right now? Because I keep thinking about those massive contracts. And I'm thinking, they're, wow. They're like their version of the Twins. But yes, from yes. Minnesota, now in Dallas. And uh, Suter scores from the point uh, halfway through the period. And it, did it? Did you actually see that goal? They were saying it might have gone off Kratzoff's leg or his stick. I didn't see the... I tried catching the replay. Full disclosure, I was golfing in the backyard. Yeah, and I saw I had the clips, the man. You're good. You're good. Had You're the, good. Well, today I posted the best parts. Uh, I had my had the game on my phone right on my little chipping mat there so i was trying to multitask and once i needed to get up uh upstairs and watch the rest of the game nope. i was able to do that on a bigger screen than the seven inches that my phone allows so yeah. didn't really see i saw the goal but yeah. i didn't catch the replay if it went off yeah. i mean a and, goal's a goal's a goal they and, counted it exactly and even so even even if it actually if it did go off Kratzoff, then that's even more no, excuse me is not the right word because Demko was fine. It, it, sometimes these go in. But one thing, and we'll, we can talk about this in the second segment, at least the Canucks never seem to get, you know, under Boudreaux, and not because of Boudreaux, I think it's more because we have foot and gone now. We don't get hemmed in. You know, we, we go, it'd be crazy. We'd be battling for about 75, 90 seconds and Puck just going at the net. They're rarely, they really get hemmed in as much. Would you agree with that sentiment, Ryan? I think since the change for sure, and yeah. it, it has to do something with having two defensive coaches on your bench and not just two defensive coaches, yeah. uh, two Stanley Cup defensive coaches. Yes. These guys are absolute wrecking balls when it came to being on a defense. They did all the damage on the score sheet. So, yeah, I'm assuming that they're listening. They're being listened to a little bit, yep. and it's translating on to the on-ice product. Cool. Now, did you get in to see the Dakota Joshua goal, or did you see a good highlight of that one? I love Dakota Joshua, and not just because of that goal, for two reasons. Yeah. One, his first name. He's named after the place where Brock Besser played. Love it. Second thing, last name was based on arguably the greatest U2 album of all time. So if you put all those things together, you've got goals – You've got more goals, and you've got with or without you, as well as the streets have no name. Yes. So we've got a lot of good things going to go to Joshua. I've loved his season. That line has just been so much fun. And I think that's another thing that we can look at this team as a positive um, sign. They've yeah. got third and fourth lines that aren't making a lot of money, and they're playing well. Yep. We don't have to talk about Eric's and Beagle and Roussel anymore. <laughs> we've got... Sheldon Dries, and we've got Dakota Joshua, and Neil's a man. Yeah. Like, these are good things. Yeah. Let's celebrate those things. And the goal, the goal is nice. The goal is nice. Yeah, Oman, he's been great since he's come back from, got sent down just before Christmas, come back up in a different player, beautiful, confident pass as he was getting uh, rubbed out on the boards. And then Joshua, speaking of confidence, his hands, 11th goal of the season, Ryan. If someone told me he'd have 11 with 10 games to go, I would not believe them. I I would first of all said when that happened, who's Dakota Joshua? <laughs> yeah, that would have been true. my first. That would have been my first comment. Now, you know, household name. So, household beyond his own household. So one one exactly more people than his neighborhood know about him. <laughs> one one after one, and that was a shorty, which uh, we we'd be remiss to uh, you know mention that uh, Canucks leading the league in shorthanded goals, especially under Talkit, which is ridiculous. Who knew? Not, and I actually tweeted. I said the Canucks penalty kill. 
You can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. And sometimes you can score on them too. Well, they, they didn't have a great penalty kill up until recently. <laughs> so yes, that last part is entirely true. So second period, two goals from the Canucks. The first one, Brock Besser on a nice uh, play from, from Miller. And it was a given goal with JT Miller. But prior to that give or that goal, you had Philip Hronick passing it to Brock Besser. So he gets his first assist as a Vancouver Canuck. But uh, nice to see Besser score. I know Besser and Garland, we've talked about this too before. Who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen with them? They're kind of in that that category of guys who play on the wing, who kind of make a lot of money. But Besser and Miller are fine together. It's, I was, after he scored that goal, and I think that was the 16th this year or 14th? Uh, 14th, yeah. So not a great, offensive season for Besser obviously but you look at kind of how he's produced in the last while and injuries have plagued him obviously but I mean 14 goals for what we've had from Besser he's expected to score a lot more clearly yep but it's been kind of close on par for how he has produced so I mean Brock Besser for what he's been so far has been consistent for, for his actual on-ice product, he's been consistent for what he's done, aside from his rookie, his true rookie campaign. But, uh, yeah, I I like the fit there. I He's still my favorite Canuck. Oh, and cool. I, I, the, the, my heart doesn't want him to leave, but yeah. everyone probably knows that he's going to be a better player elsewhere, <laughs> wherever that happens to be. Um, if it's with Vancouver still to the end of the contract, so be it. But, yeah, yeah it's nice to see. They they looked really comfortable together, and that goal, I think it shocked everyone. Like, oh, yeah, he can do that still. And then he almost scored, I think, in the third too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but great point. Um, and I, I vlogged about this too on, on my channel. His points per game is right on par with his average of 7.78, 0.79 over his career. It's just that he's doing so many things uh, better. He's a better passer, way better than mm-hmm. I give him credit for. He's got, we I think we'd agree, he's got a really good hockey IQ. And he, he yes. he's his you know his work rate is generally pretty good. It could be better, but overall, yeah, I think he's he's becoming a more well-rounded player. Maybe maybe Ryan, this is a you know it sounds kind of weird to say, but maybe he's a twenty-goal guy instead of a thirty-goal guy. It's entirely possible, which would yeah. be unfortunate because yeah. I think the hype of him was that he's a thirty-goal guy. Sure, but just like so many players sometimes you you don't live up to what people expect you to be yeah. even his personal expectations but at the same time if if he can settle into being a 20 20 to 25 goal guy throughout his career that's no slouch either and i think one thing that people need to remember as well if you haven't brock besser has had a lot of chances this season and i would have to go and look at what those are mm. He's hit a lot of posts. He's had a lot of opportunities to score, whether it's breakaways or, or off the rush, and it just hasn't gone in. I think most of us have been kind of clinching, thinking, oh, this is finally the shot. And it was almost like, again, I don't want to bring up the West Coast Express, but I'm gonna. <laughs> when Todd Bertuzzi, after the incident on his season back, and he, I remember when he scored that hat trick against Detroit, and it was funny because they were playing that episode this week. Yep. And... I remember thinking, I said to my dad, I remember that game vividly after he scored. I said, is this the game where he turns it around? Wow. And he looks and he goes, ah, I don't know. And I thought, like Brock Besser, is this maybe the season where he's had all these chances and next season they actually translate back into goals? It's entirely possible because he, he has had the opportunities. We can't say that he hasn't. Yeah. 
That's a great point. So his shooting percentage is 9.5%. So a, a shade under 10, which is low compared to everyone else on the team, basically. <laughs> on this team, yeah, yeah. It looks like everybody's shooting lately. But that's yeah. that's not a terrible shooting percentage, right. though. Right. I'm with you. And then the third goal. So Pedersen extends his his point streak to 11 games, which is pretty awesome. While they snipe, yeah. uh, while they snap Miro Hiskinen, so which is pretty cool. A uh, yeah. lot, lot of patience. Kuzmenko, surprisingly to me, he's a great player. I'm not, uh, but I, he, I thought he'd snipe it. He actually pulls the puck back, shows great patience, and then Jack Rathbone just floats in. Oh, oh no, more than that, he skates in assertively, comes from the blue line, and a really nice uh, half slap, slapper, snapper, one timer past Matt Murray, and that was that was great to see. A nice insurance goal for Jack Rathbone playing his first game since November. Yeah, Kuzmenko had more patience than a doctor's waiting room on that play. And then to see Rathbone come in, the Rathbone goal, like it felt like it he put it in just so convincingly and did like the little kind of pump and everything. And I thought like it was one of those goals where you just assume he's done that like 20 times this season. He just came in and absolutely wired that thing. And against again, against a Dallas team that doesn't suck. No, this they're Dallas team is trying. They're trying to make themselves into the the division leader, and the Canucks definitely put a hamper on that tonight. Yeah, it was a great, great goal, and we've all been hoping for uh, you know, the not resurgence, but the surgeons of of Jack Rathbone. I hope we get to see more of them. Yes, actually, now actually, I'll I'll say this to you real quick, and then we'll lead into our second segment. So, speaking on the, the defenseman, Quinn Hughes, twenty seven minutes, Phil Hronik, twenty six minutes, because Rathbone only played nine but he did find in those nine i actually put a, a tweet out ryan i said because rathwin is in essence playing because will Lannan got hurt on thursday night so mm-hmm. i said this i know it's way too early to predict but if it came down to rathbin rathbone or will Lannan as your third pairing left shot d next year behind of course hughes and oil who would you rather have who'd you prefer about 174 votes it's actually 52 to 48%. So it's basically split down the middle, uh, the 52% right now with Rathbone, the 48% with Will Lannan. So um, I like both players. Uh, obviously, you're getting something different in each player. Who do you like right now? If you were pressed and you had to set, for whatever reason, your October 2023 roster right now, Ryan, who's your third shot left guy? And let's pretend there's no Dermot. Let's pretend there's no one else. Well, I think we don't even have to pretend right now. But uh, I would go... If this was the beginning of this season, I probably would have said Rathbone just because I would be hoping that he's finally made that change. Yeah. But Lannan just fits. And we uh, he's a known commodity right now. He's a consistent known commodity. And as great as we hope Rathbone is, there's still, I think, a little bit there to to figure out. And maybe some of that was just his misuse under under Boudreaux. Mm. And uh, I don't know. They they I think they need some time to to figure him out still. He still may make it depending on what happens with OEL as well. Yep. He still may end up making that roster next year, but it, it's a little bit early. So I would, I'd say Will Lannan just cause again, I think that's a known commodity and yep. this team needs to have as many of those as possible. Yes. And we've seen, especially with the, the slew of injuries on the blue line in this past few weeks, there's nothing. Well, he'll wrong get his having... chance. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> What's that? He'll get his chance. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That blue line's a band-aid most seasons. So yeah, so both Willan and Rathbone will be excellent depth options if that means the other one is playing for sure. Okay, let, let's put a wrap on the that was quick. That was good, but it was a 
a thorough enough dissection of this 3-1 victory. So let's take a two-second pause, and then we'll get into our next segment. Okay, Ryan, you talked about some the P word. I believe you're, you're going with positivity, which you now you're speaking my language. So uh, the floor is yours. Why do you have that or at least sense that? And, and what sort of things are you seeing? Is it scoring? Is it structure? Is it goaltending? Is it health? Whatever you want, man, open it up for, for us. I mean, you kind of stole my thunder. It was all those things. <laughs> but yeah, the goal scoring, maybe they're in a coach bump. Maybe it's like a hot market where they're just feeding off of, of that newness. That being said, a guy like Kuzmenko has been hot all season. He's been feeding off of Pedersen or basically anybody that he gets to play with. We've seen the the absolute emergence of, of Pedersen as a legit star in the NHL. There's yeah. no more guessing that he's too slender or that, you know, that maybe just doesn't have that whole game. And he's just, he got through what he needed to get through, got rid of the social media stuff and, you know, focused on hockey. And that's fine. He's a young guy. I mean, we've, we've all been, we've all been young. We've all been trying to focus on, you know, being cool and all that. He's cool. He's cool on the ice. He doesn't need to be cool off the ice. He just, he is cool. Yeah. He's got that figured out. Quinn Hughes has emerged as he's going to be a Norris defenseman. Hopefully one day it just sucks that he's kind of around a few guys that are likely going to challenge him every single season. Kale McCarr being one of them. Yeah. Maybe Eric Carlson just steals from the fountain of youth for a few more years and challenges again. Cause I mean, I think it's Carlson to lose this season, but yeah, I would say goal scoring has been great. The structure we've definitely noticed since talk it has taken over. It just, he's not taking crap from anybody. I mean, geez, he benched Kuzmenko. He's had him sitting some, some things that we would all question normally. And yet it seems to be working out. It seems to make sense. Their defensive structure has, has worked out quite well. It's almost like a mini version of, as Luongo started with this team and they had to rely on defense first and then the goals started to happen. That being said, they already have some goal scorers up front to make that happen. It's just not as flamboyant as we were hoping it would be. Mm. They're still scoring goals. I was looking, the Canucks are in, I think, 10 or 11th in goal scoring. They're also, you know, in the top 10 for most goals allowed. <laughs> their their power play again is, I think, 12th or around there. Uh, the PK is... Well, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> things are things are going well for the Canucks. They're high event hockey, which has its has its goods and its bads, but we have to be okay with that. I just think overall, I mean, there there's a there is a lot of positivity. I think that the big changes so far up top have happened. We have a new coach that is is the GM's coach or the president's coach, whatever. Yeah. There's two guys that are beside him or three that are really making a difference. You've got a Thatcher Demko that when healthy and he it seems to be now is Bubble Demko. I do believe we still need to embrace that until there's a better nickname for him. He's Thatcher Demko that everybody wanted him to be and he's earning every single dime of that paycheck. And I don't know, like the team is fun. I'm getting to know some of these names again because it's not rifling through just absolutely everyone from the farm or yeah. where things are slowing down again. We're we're finally seeing some normalcy with this team and it's it's consistent. Like, yeah, they're going to lose they're going to lose games because they're not an amazing team. But they're they're pretty fun to watch. The goals are there. 
even if they're losing, it's close. Their games are being stolen when they need to be. And the guys that we want to produce are producing. Yes. And that, you, that that's pretty much hockey. Yeah. That's what you want. And you set that up well, Ryan, because I'm, uh, you're a pretty smart guy. So maybe you did it intentionally, but wow. you, you mentioned All my the, teachers. <laughs> you mentioned the three superstars of PD, Hughes, and Demko. But then before we press go, you also said that now you've been pressed by the the secondary scoring, or not even the scoring, just the secondary depth overall, and and the tertiary yeah, scoring. That's, that's third. A, that's a good word. Don't make me spell like it. Word. Uh, I can't even say it. But talk to me about that, and, and who do you like, and what are you seeing with them? Well, again, I think you look at at Joshua and Neil Zaman. That that's been a lot of fun. They're they're consistent producers. Philip De Giuseppe. All right. Sure. Like <laughs> the more the mayor. Like it it doesn't really make sense who's actually been producing and yet they've been pretty consistent putting the puck in the net or setting it up. It's 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 really weird, I think, to be excited about guys. And I think it just there's a little extra pep in the step knowing that they're not guys that are making a ridiculous amount of money. Cause we all just follow everybody's cap it and Tyler Myers this and OEL that and it's tough not to. So when these guys start stepping up and you talk about Will Annan as well, like there's, there is a lot to be excited about and this is on the surface and it definitely goes deeper than that, but they've got guys that can score when the big guys aren't scoring. I mean, they're mm. like a cat in the way. That's great. Thank you. Appreciate it. They've, <laughs> What's your cat's name? Up. This one is Pongo and his sister's Purdy. Two cats <laughs> named after dogs. Go figure. That's awesome. Appreciate it. I I I just like the fact that the guys that we're not necessarily asking to rely on have been reliable, and when those guys aren't necessarily going on, they're holding their end of the bargain while the other guys are stepping up. So that's what you want in a championship team, whether that's you know a first round championship. I don't know. This is fun. You're gonna have to leave. You're gonna have to. (laughs) He likes me a lot, so oh, that's great. I'm kind of the beacon for all the animals. Unfortunately, <laughs> my dog's sleeping on the floor over there. Beacon for people, beacon for pets. You're a beacon. I'm a beacon, and I have pretty bright colors for clothing too. So that usually stands up. You're on one point I want to make, and then it will go back to individual players. I, I know we've, we've kind of mentioned it already. The people that um, the whole song and dance, oh, they're why are they winning now. Uh, but it's not like they are only beating up on bad teams. You mentioned it, the Dallas, L.A., Toronto, all recently. Minis- uh, no, Minnesota we lost. But at least it's not just the, the the I guess, San Jose's and Anaheim's of the world all the time now. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's been a nice change, too. Yeah. They're, they're actually they're beating good teams, and they're beating bad teams. It used to be they beat the bad or beat the good teams and lose to the bad teams. That's true. Forever. Forever. And the only time that didn't really happen was, again, on their big run years. Yeah. Other than that, you know, it's been pretty consistently, you know, yeah, lose to the bad team. So yeah. it's kind of nice to see them actually winning games against teams that they can actually test themselves. Yes. You know, you're not playing against the same pool of guys. Like, you know, kind of like when they had the Canadian division, like, all right, we get that they're good against these teams and not good against these teams. You're testing yourself against some of the best and some of the worst. And you're, lo- I mean, they're still losing games where you would hope they would have a bounce back game and, you know, just doesn't go their way. But yeah. think things are going their well or going their way. And 
we we need to just be happy about that. Sometimes we all just need to shut up and enjoy it. Right. And now that we've said all that, they're going to lose to Chicago tomorrow. Great. Okay. There's <laughs> a really good chance that's going to happen. <laughs> and it's just going to cement it. And that's why they're going to get Bedard. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. We know. So friends in the chat, thank you for being here. I remind you uh, to subscribe to this channel, SDPN, like the video. It helps the algorithm. And most importantly, get a few questions in the chat because after this last question I'm going to ask, Ryan, we will throw to you guys for the last few minutes. So Ryan, tell me, it's only been two games. I, I You know how I feel. What are your thoughts on Philip Hronick so far? He, he's very trustworthy. <laughs> he seems to. Right at the end of the game there, can't remember if it was on the PK. Behind the net, and, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking yep. about. He just, I, you get excited about those things because you know how important that moment is in the game. It's 3-1. They really have control of the game. They go down a man and he gets an opportunity. And I think a younger guy, maybe a little bit more of a green of a player, would probably try to dump it out and do something stupid with it. Maybe it goes off the or goes over the glass. Now you have you're down two men. And he just he looks so confident. Yeah. I mean, he's got a great beard and great hair. So yeah. you don't get to see much of that with a helmet on. But then he just he does the smart thing and eventually just holds on to it long enough. I would have freaked out. Yeah. Just knowing me, if if I was an NHL player, I'd be an absolute hot mess and I would have absolutely dumped that around, <laughs> probably put up the middle too, and <laughs> given up an easy goal. So he made it so easy and he got it out. And these are the kind of things that you need in a def- in a a reliable defenseman. Yeah. If he puts up goals as well, and it will probably start seeing that towards the end of this year. Probably the last few games we'll really start to see that. But I mean, we have Quinn Hughes. We know what we have in Quinn Hughes. Yes. What if we had another guy, not on the level of Quinn Hughes, but basically as trustworthy as a guy like him yep. that that can produce? That's good, right? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm with you. And the more Asking I watch Ron- that's a good thing, oh, right? Oh, it's awesome. And and because it's a good thing, the more I watch him, I'm I'm Ooh. almost convinced only after two games that you have to put them on different pairs because now at least you have one really good player on each of your top two pairs. Third pairing, you just yeah. give them a few minutes. You have to, but at least you 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 trust a guy on each of those two pairings. But I love that play you're talking about, Ryan. Uh, he he faked like he was going to try and skate it out or chip yes. down the right. He actually shook a guy off him, stopped, and then put it back to his partner down the left, and he dumped it out. It was beautiful. Just patience. It's yeah. Maybe we're looking at the next version of Niedermeyer and Pro- I'm I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Folks. I'll take it. I'll please, take it. Please continue to listen to our show on Wednesdays or Thursdays. Some great questions already for you, Ryan. So let's uh let's do this for the last few minutes to end the show off. It goes by fast, always when it's the two of us. Okay, so here's the first one. Uh, do you think the Canucks should draft another goalie? So they have their six or seven picks. No. I know they've traded. Do, do you see them? Uh, some people say you should draft at least one a year. Do you believe in that? Uh, it's. I don't think it's something that you need to believe in. I think it's a smart thing. If there's a goalie to be drafted that makes sense, yeah. I would say go for it in one of your later picks. Because there's goaltenders are, I wouldn't say they're like wingers, but they, they kind of are sometimes. Unless you you feel you're going to go after a stud and there's a guy available in like the second or third round that you just can't pass up. Yeah. Okay, go for it and put that on your board. If not, and there's a guy that 
you can see that there's there's some promise there and he's clearly raw and there's there's talent but you know it's going to take a few years for at least his technique to get a little bit better but you see that spark okay and you can draft him in the later rounds if you've got a pick but I'm not a big believer that you have to have a goalie every single year in the draft. The Canucks seem to do that anyway. Mm. But, I mean, the the guys you need are centers and defensemen. Those are the big ones. And, yeah. you know, load up on those as much as you can. Love it. Thank you. And that question was from HSM Fangirl Gaming. Thank you, Fangirl. I know you were... Hey, I remember her. Yeah. She was watching us on, and then wow. I, she I probably her, found your show first and just trickled over. No, to mine. I, I love it. I, I got some. Actually, everyone here, the, I'd say ninety percent of the people here that watch me on Game Over Vancouver are loyal viewers of my own show. So on one hand, that's beautiful. On the other hand, without them, there'd be no one in here. But that's okay. DP uh, One Darth, Podcast, folks, make sure you check it out. <laughs> Darth Nutella says this: Your thoughts on Kyle Burrell's play of late? Speaking of depth defensemen, um. I've liked Kyle Burrows overall, and I thought he got not a fair shake to start the season mm. and kind of in the middle. But again, he's earning his stripes. And another guy that he's not a stud, like a stud stud, but you know what you get in him. And he's worthy of being in the lineup, I think. Yeah. And they're finally getting to the point where they can actually exercise some of their other options at defense, which <laughs> we're growing. You know, this nature is healing kind of thing. So. I, I've I do like uh I do like Burroughs. I thought he had a pretty decent game tonight. Uh nothing spectacular, but I think if you've got a good defenseman, if you don't really notice a guy, he's had a good game. You're getting a lot of love for your um uh your comparison of Niedermeyer and Pronger to Hughes and Hronick. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, you heard it here first. You heard it here first on game over with Ryan and Clay. I love it. A couple more. Uh, uh, we've heard from Rick Tockett. He said earlier in the week that tomorrow night's game, the back to back in Chicago, notice for his parents to get there, that likely we might see McDonough tomorrow. Now, it might be a no brainer with Pod Colson nursing that wrist injury with 10 minutes oh, left to I go. I saw that. Yeah, maybe that's an easy swap. So let's say Pod Colson is healthy and let's say McDonough does get in tomorrow. Uh, Dr. Teller is saying, where do you think he will slot in? You know what? Even if he's healthy, I'm going to do two parts here. All right. If he if he is healthy, I think you still err on the side of caution and put McDonough in that spot. Oh. Give him a chance to play on that top line. I mean, he's earned it. If, if he signed it, you want to give him a little bit of love in the show and give him an opportunity to, to show off where he should be showing off from on probably on that Kuzmenko Patterson line. Wow. You don't you don't want it. I mean for one game, what's it going to cost you really? Yeah. You're not you're not going to lose a draft position. Yeah. So yeah. you put him up there and you give him an opportunity to shine for one night just like whenever you call up a guy like you don't want to call up your number one scorer in the AHL and put him on your on your fourth or third line. Like True. that's never made sense. So give him an opportunity. If not, um, I don't know. I would hate to say like a. I mean, you can't pull a Connor Garland out of the lineup. No, he's been pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess, and you kind of have to pull off one of your guys off the third or fourth line just based on how hockey seems to work. So I, I would just pull Pug. It didn't look good. It, yeah. Like he was in a lot of discomfort in that game, which really sucked because I thought Pod Colson had a phenomenal game tonight. The way he was diving for pucks to stay in the zone, yes. he just he seemed really focused tonight. And again, another Rick Tockett thing, maybe 
I really enjoyed his game and since he's been back and tonight was a game. So when he got hurt, I felt bad for him. That was, that really sucked if you're a, a pod Colson fan, because I, I think he, he earned his stripes tonight in a game um, that uh, looked like everybody was doing quite well. Yeah. I so, agree. Yeah. I put give McDonough an opportunity again, you've got nothing to lose. And I yeah. think uh, <laughs> you put him on that Pedersen Kuzmenko line, like who knows, maybe get a, a flash in the pan for a couple of games and, you know, yeah. First game, first goal. Everybody likes one of those. Totally fair. And you know, before they made all the, the well, all the changes, they, before they put Beauvillier down and moved uh, Pod Colson up, I actually Ryan thought that they would bring him in for either Kratsov, uh, because mm-hmm. that would be uh, the safest one. But then, yeah, you're putting him on, you're giving him only ten or twelve minutes. I actually thought about putting him with Miller and Besser, kind of put it the All American line. That would and, work too. That would move, work too. Move Giuseppe. I forgot but, about Kratsov. He had a wicked game tonight too. Yeah, he was he was Man, noticeable. Yeah, he was a yeah. dog tonight for sure. I'd like to find out if Chris Faber felt so as well. Yeah, with his, with but his... uh, yeah, Kravtsov had a wicked game. I thought. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that would be a pretty decent line as well. Put him on with uh, Besser and Miller. Sure. And you know he's going to see the puck as just as much. I think so. Agreed. Agreed. And let's end with these a double uh, double decker from good viewer Peter Wynn says two questions. Ryan for you. What does a PD extension look like for you? Let's presume they get oh, one done. Didn't I answer this last time? Um, I feel like I did. Okay, let's do it again. And then, <laughs> and, and then the second question is, when do you honestly, because we don't want you to lie, when do you see the Canucks actually being a competitive playoff team? And let's just make it easier. Let's just say make the playoffs. So those two questions. They're going to make the playoffs next season. I agree. I think there's enough there for them, whether they get knocked out in the first round. I think even this season... Let's be honest. If they, it, it depends on who they'd play. I think they could win a few games in a round. Yeah. I don't think they're going to win a round unless they've just fluked out somehow. <laughs> I do think they could win two games in a round. They probably wouldn't be pretty. So if they got like a freebie somehow to make the playoffs this season, I think they could win two games just based on Thatcher Demko is going to keep you in at the very least. And you've got a few guys that are red hot going into the playoffs. I do think there's enough there where Vancouver could easily take two games. Yep. Um, so next season, yeah, I believe they're going to make it. And I've been thinking about that a lot. It's funny how this last season has gone in the last season and a half and where I think a lot of our, our thoughts have gone to what this team is. It's not amazing. And I don't think we're being fooled too, too much, but yeah, I, I think there's enough there that they're going to be a, you know, a fringe team. But I think they, you know, if they make it, they're they're good enough that they can win at least a few games for sure. Uh, the right team, some hey, it, we've seen it happen. The right team can knock off uh, a, a top seed any yeah. given year. So true. Um, and then a PD extension, he's shown that he is worth the dollars that he should have been paid the first time when they had an opportunity to make this all happen. So I say. You open up the truck for him because yep. he's either your captain or he's really close to being your captain and he's your best player. He is absolutely your best player and he's proven it since he's been on this team and he does he just does things that players on this team don't do. Yeah. Quinn Hughes is your your best defenseman. Maybe he is our best player, Quinn Hughes, but whatever he wants i don't i don't know what that contract looks like i'm not the best when it comes to contracts so yeah. as i've always said I, I hate answering that portion of it but i mean as much as you can max out you're gonna have to move out some money but he's worth every single penny and you do not want him to leave 
And if you think the Canucks are at all competitive in the next few years, you're going to need PD's mindset 100% on this team and not thinking about a contract. So get it over with. Back up the Brinks truck. Make it worth his time because he, he loves being here. And I think uh, he needs to be, we talk about being a beacon. He needs to be that beacon of hope that the Canucks fans uh, can can go to. So, yeah, give him a max deal and let's let's rock and roll. Love it. Ryan, I want to say thank you. And before before I will, it's funny. I, I always, I hate saying before I let you go because then it sounds like I'm in control. But I, I, I'll say this. You're, it's your show and you have all the buttons in front of you. I am I just see the two of us on the screen. So <laughs> I, I want to tell everyone, um, Ryan is so good. I actually reached out to him, not just until this morning. And he agreed to do actually tomorrow's show. But then when the guy um, that I wanted not wanted the someone who I had lined up for today. Say it, say it. That's who you wanted him first. Say it out loud. Well, I wanted you tomorrow. Get out there. <laughs> Ryan out was there. Uh, was very generous and, and and flexible enough to come on tonight. So Ryan, thank you uh, for this. And one more time, where can everyone follow you? So at the PP One Podcast, make sure you check us out there. We need some more followers on that Twitter account as well as our Instagram. We're okay. not so great there. That, that's your fault. Uh, but make sure uh, we would just like I would like to be able to tweet more from that account than my own because everyone knows me already. But yeah. feels I, I we we would like a little bit of love on at the PP one podcast. Uh, my my own at always nine zero F O U R. You'll find all my terrible dad jokes and and randomness on there. I've been tweeting some heat lately, so maybe go check a few previous tweets from the last day. Um, and crier.co is where our, our home base is for all of our, our blogging and such. And I don't know, like just, just, just pay. T- I mean, honestly, it, I'm assuming you're all watching clay show every night and all of his post games, but the things that clay does for the Canucks community folks, if you aren't just supporting him wholeheartedly, like what is wrong with you? This oh. guy is like, if there's like a Canucks, like, a top 10 because I don't want to do I hate doing Mount Rushmore. Those yeah. are stupid. So if you're in like a Clay's in our top 10, you you can put him wherever you like in there. But he is a reason that I mean, I think a lot of us still have hope. He's he's on the billboard like what Canucks fan gets on a billboard. Come on now. Clearly, he deserves to be there. You know, let's make sure we're all supporting Clay shows and uh, the Steve Dangle podcast network. Do you hang out with Steve at all? Uh once, but okay. may, maybe okay. in May. I'm at, back in Toronto in May, actually. When uh, you talk about your your daughter's at a national speed skating, I'm going to a national bowling for my kids. So maybe I'll see him in in May. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. No bumpers, folks. No. It's the real deal out there. And just before you go, it's so fitting as we're wrapping up. Uh, a, a guy who I really like popped in the chat named Ryan Swales. Ryan is the father of another amazing youth bowler named David, who's also represented. BC. So it all Great it all sport. ties in together. Nice to see you, Ryan. And speak of Ryan, Ryan, thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your time with your cat, your dog, and your child that's at home with you. Yeah, she's watching uh some show on Netflix. So she's I could literally not show up for the rest of the night and she'd be thrilled. So oh, I should have made this. Uh, Clay, thank you for having me. I, I love coming on this show. I love seeing your face. I appreciate uh, you came on my show, so we're scratching each other's back here yeah it's it's a lot of fun um and i like to talk canucks i mean this has actually been a fun season to talk canucks and not one we've all dreaded so love it okay friends make sure you follow ryan always 94 and pp1 podcast both on twitter i will share those links 
uh, later in the chat as well. Okay, brother. Have a great... There you go. Beautiful. Have a great night, man. Will do. You too. Thanks a lot. It's, it's March, March Mania, Mania at Sports, Sports Interaction. Interaction. I always do that. Okay, everyone. That was Ryan Hank of PP1 Podcast. So great that he uh, was able to come on on short notice. And he knows his stuff. And he's so good on the mic. It was so good to have him. So make sure you do give him some love. PP1 Podcast. PP1 Podcast. You can. That's the account name on Twitter as well as he's always 94 and I'm just going to look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure that the 90, yes, the 90 is the number, but then four spelled out F U R. So always nine zero F O U R. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He is worth the follow for sure. Friends, this was excellent. I'm on game over tomorrow as well. I like to do the weekend ones because I take a break from studying and all the other things I'm doing. So it'll be me. After tomorrow's Canucks Chicago Blackhawks game, will it be the season with the, the pro debut of Aiden McDonough? That's my guess. Hopefully, Pod Colson's injury isn't too bad, and we can talk about all of those things for sure tomorrow night. So, uh, early tonight's game is at four, tomorrow's game is at three, so it's an hour earlier, but I hope you can join me as well. So, before you go, make sure you subscribe to SDPN, this channel. Hit the like button on this video. We appreciate it. And if you want to give me some love on my own stuff, I'm at Canuck Clay, both here on YouTube and on Twitter as well. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure you rate and review. We appreciate it. So as always, thank you for being here. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Bask in the glory of a 3-1 Canucks victory and uh, a team that's playing very, very well right now. So stay safe. Stay healthy, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other. And you guys know that I end off these streams with a bad dad joke, and I end off my own own streams with a bad dad joke. Well, earlier today, um, my lovely wife, Gail, said she's she wants to ban me from doing all these bad jokes, especially the bad... She doesn't want me to do any more breakfast puns in particular. No more breakfast puns. And she says if I do... If I make any more, I'll be toast. Take care and go Canucks go. Good night, everyone.